wrapped up. We're here in Uptown Cigar Lounge. My favorite place to smoke cigars in all the city of Chicago. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. You got you, the plug in. You know what I love is going into the club reeking like secondhand cigar. That's <laughs> that's my whole thing. I want to go you're, in there smelling like grandpa's chair. You're you're walking into the first show of the night smelling like you've been at three shows for the whole that's night. That's right. In yeah. The 80s. It smells like go. I've been at a cockfight. <laughs> I love the smell of cigars. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, do it's your all thing. right. We're here with Sam Talent. He is headlining here at Zany's and going to be with us here on Rose Petal Chicago. We have some Rose Petal stories to talk about because cool. you, you did the Comedy Central one. I did. This is Roast Alley. Thank you guys for checking it out on Patreon. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Kevin Support Kellen. their Patreon. Yeah, These are thanks, hardworking man. young men. Hard, hardworking young men. I've, yeah. I haven't been called a young man in a while. I'll take it. Well, you haven't hung out with a guy you just met who's trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's jump into the Rose Petal sure. stuff and then we'll, we'll get into the, the album and everything else like that. So you did... Comedy Central's Roast Battle. I did, We've yeah. had a handful of people on who've done that, and uh -huh. we always talk, like, the theory of Roast Battle and the dy dynamics, because you're bringing in an act that you're only going to do that one time. Right. But the circumstances when you had to do Roast Battle were pretty, like, tumultuous. Mine were nuts, dude. And this uh, is national television. Yeah, yeah, this is my first big credit ever, because mm -hmm. uh, I did Viceland's, like, Flophouse show. It was my first TV credit. And then the Roast Battle that we did was the day after Election Day in 2016, I lived in Las Vegas at the time, and uh, I woke up to a phone call from my father that morning when I was flying out to Denver to do the show. It's like, hey, your mom had a massive stroke, because my mom was a huge Hillary supporter. Like, even when Obama was running the second time, she was like, we got to have Hillary. Um, so when they announced that Trump had a, that he won, she had a massive stroke. Her head popped. Um, and so my dad's like, hey, your mom's in the hospital. You're getting on this plane. When you land, we're not sure if she's going to be alive or dead. I'm just letting you know. Like, I love you, buddy. We'll see you soon. So I get on the plane. Spirit flight. You know, fucking spirit flight from Las Vegas. It's no leg room. No leg you room. You don't have any leg room to contemplate what's going on right now. No, no. I have no room to stretch out emotionally or physically. <laughs> and I get on the, the plane, and I get there, and we go to the hospital. Spoiler, mom was alive then. She's now dead. But uh, I go to the hospital, and you know, she can't talk. She Her whole left lobe was just, like, destroyed. So I'm there with her, and then I have to go do roast battle that night. So I get down there, and like I didn't know that the L.A. comics ran their jokes beforehand. Like Justine Marino, Denver head from Denver, great friend of mine. She, she got me on the show. She's running the club there, and yeah. no, that's Wendy. But okay. Justine was an L.A. comedy store person who's from Denver, and I was okay. close friends with her and her family. Her mom, her aunt, like tried to manage me for a minute. Anyway, Justine, great, very funny uh, comedian. So she said, they're doing it in Denver. I want to roast. I want to battle you. They asked, they asked hey. me who I wanted to battle. And I was like, for sure. So, but I didn't know that they ran the jokes first. I thought you just like write your jokes, then you go do them. Mm -hmm. But I guess in L.A., she was traveling around, as were the other people who were on the show, with like a giant like poster board picture of me. And she would go on stage and be like, hi, I'm roasting this guy, so I'm going to run these jokes. Okay. So I went up with unproven material and also, like, while I was on stage, I wasn't sure if my mom was alive or not. And also, it's my home club, bro. It's Comedy Works. Yeah. The people there are wearing my shirts. Like, the whole staff has a yeah. pool. And they're like, you're going to win this thing. And I'm so dejected and lost and just, like, I mean, I've never been, like, more untethered. Because I was like, I want to be at my mom's bedside right now. But my dad was like, dude, if she dies, she dies. You know, like, she was pretty much like. So your dad said, go do it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. He was like, this is your biggest opportunity yet. You should do this. Your mom would want you to do this if yeah. she could communicate. So I went and I did it. And I was on stage. And I won with these four jokes that, like, I'd never tried before. And uh, 
And then I got off stage and I couldn't even stay for the rest of the show. I just went back to the hospital. Yeah. You just went in, did it, and got out. Yeah, went and did it. Didn't I didn't even stay at the hotel that they got us. It was a very nice hotel in Denver. I stayed in my mom's uh, hospital room. Oh man. Yeah. So it was very it was very nuts, man. Sorry, this isn't like the funniest no, thing. No, but but, it, but it's a compelling story. I heard yeah. a little bit of this and I wanted to hear more context because we've had that with people before where like that we have we have our tournament coming up and the tournament is such like a thing. Yeah. And no matter what it is, just the law of averages. We have thirty two people. We know someone's gonna drop out sure. or something, or something's somebody's gonna get sick, or today we had somebody got COVID, which is minor. But when I heard of this, I was like, that you had that and you're doing it on TV. Yeah. Yeah. The you know biggest what I mean? shot you're doing with got. the weight of like this is gonna be filmed and this is like my first time on the platform that any comedian wants to be on on TV. And also dude like in comedy works where i literally like that was like the second set i ever did was comedy works so on that stage sold out when i when they introduced me i had them bring on as from elizabeth colorado uh and huge pop like the biggest pop i've ever got because people there knew me and like the staff was screaming and like even the owner wendy and her like uh two lieutenants these women that i've known since i was 18 that now have you know when we it's a real mo mob term yeah <laughs> it's like lieutenants oh yeah. well that's what they are yeah, you know, I know like it makes they, sense, yeah. they run i mean they run everything for wendy and when my mom wendy was like win this you know like there was just an enormous amount of pressure and then when my mom did pass wendy let us have the wake at the club that's so it's really just sweet. like it's incredibly yeah. sweet i love her she's yeah. like a mother to me you you have uh, Denver tattooed on your wrist. Yeah. So like your Colorado flag yeah. and our area code over here. Area code. You're yeah. legit, dude. You're you're through and through. I'm very know? proud to be from the Comedy Works system. Yeah. You they, know? Yeah, he came up in it, man. Yeah. yeah. But it was like truly uh and I remember Nathan Lund, who's featuring for me, my best friend in the world. I was like, bro, my mom might be dead. Like, would you mind meeting me at the hotel? Can I like run these jokes by you? So you just at least have somebody to bounce these off. Yeah, of. like one of the funniest guys I know. Yeah, yeah. And I bounced him off of him and he was like those aren't good. <laughs> these, these aren't this good like jokes. Hours before you're gonna be like, yeah. It's not just like you're doing. Like sometimes we have people like they're doing our show. We're here at Zany's. They're doing a tournament thing. And if like if I'm hosting, you can run it by me. If I'm yeah. judging, I don't want to hear it. I right. just don't want. And uh, I live with people that do our show. Like we have all. So we're constantly like, I'll be doing like we're working home thing. I'll literally pop in a room. I'll just literally we won't start talking. Yeah. We won't be like hi Tito or hi at you know. I'll be we'll literally just start doing the joke and they already know who I'm roasting and they'll be like no no. No, 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 no. You got to change it. And if somebody walked in the room, yeah. they would think we were insane. And if right. somebody walked by you having that conversation, they'd be like, what are you doing? Because it's so specific and weird, right. even for comedy's reasoning. And yes. then under the circumstances you're in, it's just like this incredible And I don't pot. like roasting. You don't like it? I'm not a, like a... I think that if you're roasting someone you know, like back in the day in Denver, once a year... I ran this show every Wednesday with Lund and two friends, and we would have a yearly like roast where it was like the classic like dais. Yeah, the, the, you know? the roast of somebody. Yeah. And we're all sitting on stage. Mm -hmm. uh, we bring one person up, they roast everyone. But those shows were like widow makers, dude. Like relationships were completely changed and in some instances ruined because there was so much airing of dirty laundry oh yeah you know like this guy like fucked your we, we've, ex we've like, done a we've done a couple of those and we'll put out like here are the things you can't say right like, like or like not you can't say but just don't touch on these topics sure yeah. and then with the battle we have it too you know where we're we go to people and be like hey talk to your other person that you're battling and say like this is what you don't i can't bring up or i can't have on there yeah. or anything like that too for the people on patreon they get the uncut 
one. Oh, that's like cool. we say it. It's uncut. And yeah. we also like if you got a Patreon, just be cool. Don't go like you know what I mean. Like don't tattle. Pop. Yeah, no tattle. Tattle. Yeah. Uh, but like we, we won't make too many edits or too many cuts and stuff mm-hmm. like that too. Which I, I'm fair in that. The when you do the Comedy Central battle, what's your favorite joke you did? Uh, I the last joke that I did. Well, if we want to go into the minutia of this, the first joke was solid, and then the second joke was like you know that thing where you like do the. The rebuttal is like you can like sneak two jokes in. Yeah, like a comeback. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So like the second joke I did was supposed to be two lines, mm-hmm. but the setup got such a big pop that I was like, okay. You know, it's like that's well, you, and you, that's, pull, you pulled a punch. That's well, I, I, I yeah. did the, the second tag for the third joke. Oh yeah. Because so you were you were ahead of yourself. You jumped ahead, yeah. Well, no, so like I did one joke that was good, and then I had a two-line thing for the second joke, but the first line got such a big pop that I was like Okay, because I barely had three jokes, dude. My mind was elsewhere, yeah, yeah. you know? You're, you're, it's an out-of-body experience. Right, yeah. and I mean, he literally, I remember Brian asking me a question, and he, it was one of the things in that movie where he was like, Sam, Sam, are you with us? Because I was just staring out at the crowd Shrimp. thinking about my mom. Shrimp, are yeah, you here? Literally yeah, that yeah. thing, dude. But my favorite joke was, uh, my last joke was, because I, I, I went second, I think. She did me the favor. She was so sweet to me. Justine could not have been a better friend in this situation. She was the only person I told. Because mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people who oh, wants... You, did, you didn't tell the show? Nah, dude. I don't want that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, when my mom died, I didn't post about it for, like, two months, mm-hmm. you know? And it was just, like, a sweet, like, I miss you type mm-hmm. poster. I don't like milking. When my dog died, I never fucking talked about it. I mm-hmm. think that's weird. But, Do you uh, think your dog would want you to talk about it? Well, we put him down. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was three. We were just kind of over it. Oh, man. He was okay. healthy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> when he died, he shit our couch. It was the last thing he did. We didn't realize <laughs> what, a, it. what a love letter. Right, because we like had someone come over and put him down on the couch. Oh. And the last thing he did was just like ruin a fucking cushion with his <laughs> shit and blood. But my favorite joke was the last one, which was, well, this has been a real bloodbath. And Justine knows a thing or two about bloodbaths. She had a miscarriage in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great joke, you know. But like that was the third joke that I had. We were supposed to do four. So luckily the one in the middle ended up being two. <laughs> Dude, like this is real, like in the weeds for No, but this is things. this is why we do the show. Right, you know, like, yeah. the, like I like breaking it down and like put, putting out the notebook and saying like this works, this yeah. works. We like that. It's the ner- the nerdy side. And of like it. I'm not even like the best joke writer. Like I have to go on stage with an idea and like hammer it until I have the structure and mm-hmm. then the tags. So like me like sitting down and writing four jokes was anomalous to my experience as a comic at that mm-hmm. point. And I've been doing stand up at that point probably nine years, seven years like hard. So just like going up there with these jokes, then also like being in this kind of stasis with my mom, like up there just being like, God, I hope she's alive right now mm-hmm. was like very heavy and strange. Um, but yeah, I won and that felt cool. And I was like, cool, I won. I get to move on to the second round. They didn't do that in season two because it was like... They you just or, won and that was... I just won and that was... I didn't get any more money. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to be rude to my friend <laughs> on TV. And like, I don't like it. And then now, like, I've, I'm have i sincerely grateful that I've been able to, like, be on the panel for Kill Tony three mm-hmm. times this year. Which is it's not kind of similar. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a similar... Like, our, our when you'll be... He'll be doing an upcoming episode you guys will have. And you'll... You, we have that. Like, yeah. riff around with them. You know what I mean? Jump right. in there. You know, if, if they're up there and they're not hitting, just get in there on them and stuff like that, too. I know, but it's like in Kill Tony, obviously there's some ringers in there that yeah. are funny. People have been doing it for a while. But then you have people who it's like their first or second time on stage. I, I always, I when I went to Austin, someone yeah. said, hey, would you, maybe maybe I can get, I was like, no. Like, they, I cut them off. I was like, I don't think. And, and then other people are like, oh, you're your pussy if you don't want to do that. I was like, no, I, just, I don't think that's for me. You I know? don't, yeah. I just, I feel like it was like. 
it's just so shitty to be like, hey, you're there's not good saying, at this really hard thing yet. Yeah, there's people who say no to our show all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, they're like, ah, it's just not my thing. You know, right. I don't want to do it, you know? Well, or you have people that do the show. They win, and then they never want to do the show sure, again. Sure, yeah. Because it's the ego thing. Like, I don't want to go up there. We have a tournament coming up, mm-hmm. and we, yes, here's the amount of weeks we need you to do it and commit to you, and you could be eliminated in the first week. And we feel bad, but right. we're doing with, like, you know, Road Dog Comics, and it's a Thursday. It's manageable. But then some people just kind of say, um, well, uh, I would do it if, like, I could do the second round. Yeah. And I, was, I was like, no, you got to do the first round. You like, have to earn it. It's a yeah, bracket system. Yeah. So yeah. I, I get, I, it's weird to, you have to play with people's egos all the time and stuff like that, though, too. I just don't, I don't care for it. And like anytime I've judged a row, like I judged a couple, and then like I judged one at like South by Southwest with, have you seen Shit's Creek? Yeah. So you know the lady who like runs the desk in the hotel? Uh, oddly, Emily I'm, I'm, something. I'm, I can't place the name, but I can see the I face. I think her name is Emily Hampshire. Anyway, it was me, Mike Lawrence, Joe DeRosa, and then her because it was South by. So they're like, oh, they have actors. And you're stuff comedy like, yeah, adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to come roast? Do yeah. roast battle? Makes sense. And I remember her sitting up there as me and DeRosa were laying into this young woman, <laughs> and she was visibly horrified. <laughs> like my wife watched back a clip, and she was like, "Oh, you really upset her." And I was like, "I know." She's I know pearl, that. She's pearl clutching when Literally, you guys are like, yeah. you know, talking about, ah, your uterus is barren or exactly, something Exactly, like dude. Yeah. Just like horrific stuff to a stranger. <laughs> so it's tough. In Denver, we were lucky because we had like an equivalent, which was the Arguments and Grievances show, which was yeah, once a month. we had that here. I did that years ago. Yeah, Kevin White used to run yeah. it with Zach Peterson, yes. I think. Yeah. So Kevin O'Brien, who came up with them in St. Louis, brought it to Denver. So those were fun because you're not like so much roasting your opponent. You're debating and you get You're just to, writing yeah. really good jokes yeah. about one topic. Yeah. So it's like, it's a good writing exercise. And also it like taught you how to write kind of nasty, but also funny first. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky that we did that like once a month. It was my favorite show in Denver. It was all our favorite show in Denver for a long time. But I remember I, wrote, I went against this guy, Chuck Roy, who I, I took over hosting a film on the rocks. At Red Rocks, they have a... The summer film series mm-hmm. where you would host it for like 9,000 people. That's incredible. You do like five up front and then just say drink Pepsi. And then you introduce <laughs> a movie and a band. But I remember Chuck was being so shitty to me because I took his job as the way he saw it. And I remember at the end he was like not doing well. And he's like, you know what, Sam? Fuck this. You think you're so good. You're the fucking prince of Denver. Why don't you plug your dates? Go ahead Whoa. and plug your dates. And I was like, all right, I'll be hosting film on the rocks all summer. <laughs> <laughs> Huge pop. So it does It does feel good, you know, like when you can get one in on someone who's being nasty. But God, otherwise, it was, I just hate this shit, dude. Like, I'm not looking forward to tonight. You're and not? I, I, no, of course not. Cause I'm I, sorry. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. I just don't enjoy. My Catholic shame just opened up there. Yeah. Don't, don't let that come out of you, man. You're good. Um I didn't know you were Latino. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, me. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it'll be fun. Yeah. But I just hate being up there and being like, there was a show in Toronto I did where it was just their local equivalent of Kill Tony. Yeah. And I wanted to leave. I finished like the last 20 minutes of the show with just my head in my sweater, just pulled up because I was like, this is embarrassing. Everyone here is doing terrible. Like no, and no one's hitting. No one's hitting. Yeah. And the other people who were up there with me, it was like an open mic scene, so they all knew each other really well. Yeah. So they're saying some of the most awful, like, deep cuts to each other. And it was just like... And they're I, not even roasting. It's just like insults. It's literally like... Yeah. I hope you guys break up. <laughs> like, you're bad for him. <laughs> like, you guys... It's just really nasty yeah, stuff. Yeah. And also, I don't have an act right now because my special just came out. Tell them about the special. Oh, I have a special called Toad's Morale on YouTube, Sam Talent Toad's Morale. But it's weird because, like, it came out the day after Christmas, and 
I've only, I only had one weekend of shows to try and come up with 45 new minutes. So you don't want to do anything from the special I at all? I can't, dude. That'd be such a disservice to the people who Because if they saw just it. watch your special, you don't want them, yeah. And also, like, I, those jokes are dead. Okay. You know? Like, it's I done. think the brave, and I mean, I don't say, I mean, I, I want to say it's brave because that's narcissistic. I think the correct thing to do is to go up there and do a new 45 mm-hmm. for whoever's here. They paid, they came. They paid, they came. And if they were a day one head, like I don't, God forbid I do a joke that I did last year here at Zany's, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, that's just been like so prescient. Or not prescient, so present in my mind. Sorry, I'm on like no sleep. <laughs> Isn't it funny when you use a word that's big and then you blow it and you sound pretentious and stupid? What, what was that one sketch you did on Living Color? I know a dated reference in yeah. Living Color. They would have a guy who was in prison who would use words oh, that didn't classic. make any sense. That's a classic like that. bit. Where did you get the name Toad's Morale from? I know that's a surface-level question, but it's it's an interesting thing. It's just I, a, I interview bands all the time. I always want to know the name of the band. Why did they, There's a story. There's always a story behind the name of a band. It was literally band. just a tag from the special. Okay. And I, I did your mom's house, and they were like, what's the name of the special? And I was like, the Toad's Morale. I wanted to call <laughs> it Mike Allstott. I wanted to call it Sam Talent Mike Allstott. But I talked to Gillis, and he was like, that is not being humble. <laughs> like, <laughs> the special will be good. Let it speak for itself. Don't call it Mike Allstott. So I went with the Toad's Morale, which I think is solid. Um, yeah. Band names are so much more fascinating than anything a comedian. What's the, what's the most ridiculous band name you think of? I always, I always thought Pearl Jam was ridiculous. Like Pearl Jam, the yeah. most re- One of the most revered mm-hmm. American rock bands of all time is just this odd... Sounds like goop. You it's know? a cum joke. Yeah. Pearl Jam semen. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. Which I just it's found a, out about. It's a gross cum joke. Yeah. You, you know, know which one I never understood until much later was the Cherry Pop and Daddies. Yes. Because I remember my aunt when that swing revival happened in the late nineties, she was like, I love this new band, the Cherry Pop and Daddies. And she would play them in like the van and she would drive us around. And then I was like twenty five and I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> That's about when the dudes who are taking virginities, you know? Like so that one always stuck with me. That's truly disgusting. Do you think there's a cherry popping mommy in the band at some point? Like she has to be called the cherry popping mommy? I don't think, and I don't want to get into the weeds on this, but mm-hmm. I don't think that a woman could pop a cherry. You could pop a uh, a lesbian cherry, yeah, obviously. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I think in the traditional sense, mm-hmm. I think it has to be a penis in a vagina mm-hmm. to be a cherry pop. When they, when, they reboot, when they reboot the band, maybe they're right. the cherry popping mommies. But a lot of women have had their hymen torn on bicycles, yeah. you know? So. I'm sure that there's cherry popping mommies out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the BMX scene, you know, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. 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 About for sure. Uh, the the book is incredible. I've Thank had so you. many people suggest the book. I, I cracked it open. I, I'm a bad reader. That's okay. Uh, so I was I was getting in the book and I was like, oh, this is going to get really really dark really really quickly. It's very bleak. Yeah. Uh, are you working on? Are you, someone told me you're trying to work on a movie version of this, or possibly doing some type of like dramatized version of it, possibly, or filming it? Yeah. The guy uh, who wrote The Boys and Preacher, Garth Ennis, mm-hmm. he did a film, like he did a screenplay of it. And now, from what I've been told, Russell Crowe has it. He has the screenplay and he likes it. The Gladiator? Yeah, well, he's a big fat booze bag now. Oh, okay. So he's like perfect. And he wanted to make a Bill Hicks movie forever and mm-hmm. it didn't happen. So It uh, has a lot of Bill... I didn't even think of that. It has, it has, of it has some of those like vibes to it and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah there's, it's just an amalgamation of like all the dudes that... And women that I featured for early on in like the mountain states, because I'm from Colorado, so we do like Wyoming, the Dakotas, like the Great Plains. Like we did a lot of very bad shows in what, cities that don't. Just, everyone has a bad show story. I've I've performed to uh, too many light up like gambling machines somewhere in Indiana, like yeah. that type of thing. All the TVs have to be on. 
Now do 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it could be like a Thursday or a Monday, or God forbid you're doing a show on a Saturday in Nebraska when the Huskers are playing Iowa. Yeah. There's so many little variables. I think my favorite one was a casino in New Mexico, and I was hosting, and my friend Brent Gill was featuring, and someone was supposed to headline, but I don't remember who it was, but it doesn't matter. We, we get there. The show's starting. There's 12 people in this giant casino room. I don't have 15 minutes. I barely have eight, but I'm doing 15 because I want the $100. Mm-hmm. So uh, right before I go on, they're like, hey, so the headliner can't make it, but we've got good news. What's that? Northern New Mexico's preeminent Rodney Dangerfield impersonator <laughs> is going to fill in. I remember Brent Gill went, he was available? <laughs> <laughs> Albuquerque's Dangerfield? Yeah. <laughs> this guy who ended up, I don't remember his name, but I do remember he went to jail because he was running some kind of like social security scam where he would get with old feeble women and then he would wait for them to die. And then he wouldn't say that. You might like, say he has no respect. <laughs> Yes. If I was funnier, I would have said that. Yeah. Uh, but I remember he went to jail because he uh, dumped a woman in a wheelchair down the stairs of her church and was like, oh, no, she fell out of her wheelchair. But they got it all on tape. So he's in like prison right now for dumping an old lady out of her chair. They didn't have cameras everywhere. Right. I got away with it. Yeah. And it makes you wonder, like, how many times has he gotten away with that move before? Because you don't do that unless it's like a practiced. You don't like riff that one, you know. Oh my God, he's like he's a reverse Black Widow. Yes. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All so, right, man. If they want to follow you on the socials, where they go and all that good shit, what do uh, we do? I would, if you want to watch my special, that'd be great. Uh, Toad's morale, and then at Sam Talent T A L L E N T on mm-hmm. Instagram. It's a good way to do it, dude. Thank you so much. I know, I know, we got you in before oh, you're doing like seven shows, and we no. have you doing our show where it is an emotional practice. So I appreciate that. I mean, it's not even like I have like any feelings about it because of my mom's situation. I just like stand up is really hard. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like. And then we make it competitive. Well, I like competition. Yeah. I think that's good, okay. and I like that people have to write jokes against each other. I'm hyper competitive myself, but it's just a matter of like. I just really hate like shitting on people for you, trying you, to do something. You that's have hard. empathy. You have empathy. I have empathy, and also like I love being a dickhead to my friends. Yeah, but being a dickhead to a stranger, because then afterward, I'm always like, I'm so sorry, dude. Like, you yeah. guys are both funny. We you have know? the we have the tournament, and we'll we'll pair some people that know each other. But eventually, right. we're gonna put some people together that just oh, don't yeah. know each other. I want to see Melton versus So Rob. Are you booking one? You booking a? Yeah, you, yeah. Bu- you booked one right now. I'm we gotta do it. it. Out. Yeah, we have to do it. So Rob, Jason Melton, you guys have to do one now, dude. That's- they're both so funny. One time, fucking, I did the Dubuque comedy what's the one the, the the pizza store one in chicago uh oh the the comedy bar comedy, comedy bar, bar. Yeah. love comedy bar I used to headline there before zany's extended the we, offer. We, we brought the show out there we did roast bell out there yeah i love yeah. i love those people but i did like new year's there and they gave out noisemakers to the crowd and they were like don't touch them until you know the bell rings you don't you don't trust them and then so rob went up and did a half hour of crowd work <laughs> and then i had to fill from like 10 50 until midnight after he just obliterated the room with crowd work and they're using all the noise machines that they have. It was hell. He's so funny. So let me tell you about the tough time I've had with my mom. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. That type of thing. That's not fun. No. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. Appreciate Thank you. It, Thank you for having yeah, me. Support Absolutely. their Patreon. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Sam Talent. The special's out now. It's on YouTube. Uh, the, the book is out. The podcast as well. The podcast. Where Chubby the podcast? Behemoth. Yeah. yeah. It's a good pod. I really like it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, guys. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.